When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track Podcast. We are recording this on Tuesday, a day before Gordon and I leave to Eugene for the USATF Outdoor Championships. We're previewing the men's events on this pod. We had the women's ones yesterday. Our email address, flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Gordon, how does it feel? You are just one day away from seeing the new Hayward Field for the first time. That is true. I am one day away. It's like a home makeover track and field mm-hmm. edition, you know, when they get taken out of their house for a week and then they get to see the big reveal when the bus goes across the, the driveway and they see their new mm-hmm. house. It's like that. But instead of one week, it took what? I haven't been to Eugene since. <laughs> We're t- like two years 2018, late, basically. <laughs> 2018 for me. I didn't go there for the trials. So, yeah, I'm excited. Are you excited? Everybody, You're the one that has like a yeah. love-hate relationship with Hayward Field. Yeah, but now that I've waited so long, I've missed the whole cycle of opinions. Oh, I, hey, I'm seeing Hayward for the first time. No one wants to hear your thoughts about seeing it for the first time after everybody's already given their thoughts for a full calendar year. So I'm, I'm late on it. But yeah, I haven't been in a couple of years like since the pandemic either. So I haven't seen New Hayward. I've even been uh, to the city, and I got I got family lives there too. So this will be this will be fun to see. I'm kind of in a little bit of disbelief that I'm actually going to see it. I just thought I would go on living with it being a figment of my imagination, just this spaceship there uh, off Agate Street that I would never actually see. So I'm sort of I'm sort of in in a state of uh, numbness as we as we approach our flight tomorrow, but. We'll do our best to get through the rest of this preview. I know we got we got folks asked about this, the members pod. We're still working on that. We just got to find a time to record it. We're going to try to do it when we're in Eugene. But listen, Colt is a very busy guy. He's got three improv shows and two stand-up shows. I cannot week. believe He's you're blaming it. this on me. That's impossible. <laughs> oh, is Mike's on? Oh, darn it. Uh, Colt, when's your special coming out, by the way? 2024. Okay, 2024. He's, got, he's working on his special. Can you, if you're a comedian, can you always just say, I'm working on my special? Absolutely. That's what, that, that's okay. what everyone is doing, just working on their special. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I'm working on my as special. As a podcast. Well, as a podcast, we can't really say that, Gordon. We can't be like, I'm working on it. Because it's like, why don't you just record a podcast now? We can never have that distant goal in the future. So we're going to get, we're going to get that bonus pod out. So appreciate all, all the members. We're going to do the same format we did yesterday. So we're going to go through the events in the order in which the finals will be contested favorite sleeper and then we'll make our pick 
I have my picks written down again. I don't know if Gordon's going to write down his picks or he's just going to claim that he beat me at the end of the meet. But let's get going. You're going to kick the 100 off, Jordan, just like you did yesterday with the women. Have at it. All right, men's 100. Who's the favorite? There's contenders for favorite, right? You have the Christian Coleman defending world champion. You have Fred Curley, the top returner from the Olympics and the, the silver medalist. Then you got Trayvon Bromel, who during the regular season seems to you know win most of the time, has won the top seeds. So it's one of those three. And I'm going to go with Trayvon Bromel as the favorite. He won the trials in 2021. He's the top seed. Coleman hasn't really done enough for his 2019 world title to trump what Bromel has done. And Curly, mm. he's good. He shows up when it counts. But I think Curly is more likely to finish better at Worlds than he is at USA's. And that's what happened last year. So I think Trayvon Bromel is the favorite. And uh, if you disagree with me, you're just wrong. I'm just kidding. Do you, do you agree uh, with me or disagree with me? I no, I, I agree. I agree. I'm not because I'm shying away from the argument. But the pre-classic win means something. That has to count. And then you look at everybody else. You're right. Coleman, outdoors, he hasn't looked terrific. He had the race in Japan, the Tenno. He had the pre-race where he lost. And then he had the race in New York where he ran nine, beat your guy, Akeem Blake, but only by a very small margin. So I don't think you can say it's Coleman. I almost think the other choice – you know, would have been Curly in this instance. But, again, he, he got him at pre-classic, and that has to count for something. Now, I think you're right, though, to separate this between U.S. and Worlds because I think what we should do and what we should remind ourselves is we should just do a hard reset after this meet. And I don't think we should read too much into the U.S. results when it comes – now, I know World Championships are going to be right around the corner, but – it's possible for the person who gets third or even fourth in this race, because remember Coleman has the bye. It's possible for the person who gets, you know, doesn't win this race to turn around and get world championship gold. Like that is definitely possible. But I think in this race, in this setting, Bromel is the favorite. Fair enough. All right. Sleepers. This is a hard one because it feels like disrespectful to call anyone here a sleeper because you know, we're going to be calling maybe a 9-8 guy a sleeper. It's like, come on, 9-8 and you're a sleeper? But mm -hmm. when I think about sleepers, I just – I think Marvin Bracey is a notorious sleeper. I think he runs well during the regular season. People forget about him because he has one bad race or gets a minor hamstring injury. He mm – -hmm. I think right now no one is picking Marvin Bracey to be top three when you have that big three of Bromel, Curley, and Coleman. And so I think Marvin mm -hmm. Bracey is the sleeper, in my opinion. I like that you refer to him as Notorious Sleeper. That's a cool, that's a cool handle. Yeah. That could be your new Reddit handle. I went that's somebody who's a little bit more off the radar, because I felt the same way you did, in that a lot of these gentlemen have made an argument at some point or another of being able to qualify. Williams from Oregon, Bednarik, obviously, they don't count as sleepers. I settled on Cravant Charleston. He's run 998 this year. I just think it's going to be very hard for any of these sleepers to work their way 
into that top four. I mean, maybe. But the only reason we're saying that there's a possibility is because of how Williams looked at NCAAs. And I think if Makai Williams won NCAAs, we'd say for sure he's going to make the team. But because he struggled, I think that opens the door a little bit for someone to join Coleman, Bromel, and Curley on the team. Is that how you feel? Yeah. Um, I think Coleman, Curley, and Bromel is the cutoff. But I kind of still believe in Williams. I still I think we sh- I think one bad race at NCAAs, he wasn't his normal self. I don't think that should you know dictate what we think of him for the rest of his season. And I think that was one bad race. And I think he might we can't forget he was running out of his mind mm-hmm. all the way up until that yeah. moment. So I don't think one failure should you know overlap all of his successes. So with that said, Coleman, I don't know if he's going to run all the rounds. So I'm going to give my top four, which also include a Coleman. My top yeah. four, which include a Coleman, because Coleman has the bye. I think Bromel wins. I think Curly gets second. I think Coleman gets third. And I think Williams gets fourth, but also gets an individual spot because Coleman has the bye. That's the exact order I had. Bromel, Curly, Coleman, Williams. Not very exciting. Well, you, no you disagreement know, here. It's good that you are smart enough to agree with me. You know, sometimes <laughs> it takes a while. It took a whole hour and a half show yesterday for you to come around and realize my my order is the order. So I appreciate that. So, do you think Williams is going to feel more pressure in this race or NCAA's? I think NCAA still is probably more pressure. Because you're representing Oregon, and it's you know you you you're the, the favorite. favorite. You want to win. You have not, you haven't won an NCAA title. You just have all this like, I want mm-hmm. I want it here. He knows like it's okay to lose to you know world champions or yeah. Olympic gold Olympic silver medalists. So I think there's less pressure here, and that might help him because now it's, he's not trying to win. He's trying to get top three. A little bit of a less of a pressure and I think that's gonna benefit him because I think he's gonna run well I think he's gonna run fast he's gonna run well and I think he'll finish fourth but it'll be a fast fourth probably one of the fastest fourth place finishes we've ever seen (laughs) and he did really well at USA's last year too so he's used to jumping in to the big race and running well I you know I think pressure matters when it comes to sprinting field events too and just having a little bit of it off I think will will benefit him, but yeah, I'm predicting the big, the big bounce back, and then we'll do the thing where we'll say, "Hey, he was sixth, seventh, whatever he was at NCAA's," and because he knew it. You go back and you watch that race; he knew he was out of it, and he just you could like the last yeah. twenty meters, you just you could see it on his face, just like ah, blew it, and then shut it down. So, I think whatever happened, he can fix it, and get right for the uh for usa so we got the same same top four there we'll try to disagree some more uh, as we go let's go to the 1500 transition out of the 1500 which is set to have their final on saturday now this is a fun one because we got the standard at play here we have six folks 
with the standard in this race. How do you see that impacting things? Uh, and who's your favorite? So, yeah, this, the six that have the standard are Cole Hawker, Colby Alexander, Henry Wynn, John Gregoric, Cooper Tier, and Yard Nagus. So, likely three of those six are going to make the team. Maybe there's someone who doesn't have the standard to finish the top three, which will make it interesting and might have a chance in the world ranking, which we'll talk about literally the day of and be like, we'll let the people know if mm. it actually, they're actually in or not. But my big one here is Cooper Tier. What is going on with Cooper Tier? Because Cooper mm. Tier's running. I actually think Cooper Tier's the favorite. If Cooper Tier's not running, Cole Hawker's the favorite. So you tell me, is he running? Is Cooper Tier running? And, yeah. is he, and do you think he's also the favorite? A spot on the team hangs in the balance here because I think he's going to be top three. And you could almost you could almost pencil him in. I just I feel that confidently about tier. Maybe it's because of the uncertainty though, or because of pre Hawker finished ahead of him and just Hawker is the reigning US champion and went on and ran really well at the Olympics. I, I went with Hawker as a favorite in this race. A slight favorite over tier. I, I think that win that Hawker had over tier at Pre's it's just like a distraction win. It's in the but middle we of a. We can't it's like, say it's like in the fifth, sixth place area. If they're all being pulled along to PBs, it's a different environment. It's not. The, it's not a real. Like that positioning doesn't really matter. I think Cooper Tier has beaten Hawker every time it matters. Difference between fifth and sixth and pre mile is like whatever. So I just think we can't discount. We can't lean on the head to head record when we want to pick Tier, and then when Hawker goes and does his job and beats him. You're like, ah, that doesn't count. I don't think we can do that. I'm going to go Hawker. Was, go Hawker, in was Hawker, did Hawker lead, was Hawker leading tier through 1500 meters? Yeah. Cause remember he got, he was running really well and he got almost blocked. If he did a, a Benjamin Robert, he would have just busted right through Kip Sang and I think it was Kip Sang and chariot there on the home stretch and would have ended up finishing second. So I'm I'm going with Hawker. I'm going with Hawker as the as the favorite, but I think we should tier, make a side wager. You can we should make a side sure. wager. I think Tier wins this race. Are you do we make a side wager and you think Hawker wins it? Well, okay. But if he scratches it still counts, right? Scratches voided voids the bet. There's a scratch bet's void. Uh no, I like I want I want scratch involved in it cuz that's helps my my odds here. <laughs> Who's your All sleeper? Right. Mm, sleeper. So it's tough to pick a sleeper because only a few people have the standard. So we're we're kind of decide. All right, who can surprise? But who's actually going to be involved in this race with a chance to go to the world championships? I mean, I can give it a couple names. I think Vincent Chietti is a good sleeper pick, but I feel like he shouldn't be called a sleeper because I think he should be considered like a top three contender. I mean, maybe someone like Christian Noble could be a sleeper. He didn't have yep. that great of a, a pre-race in the international mile. Um, but he has run 336. He, you know, has the championship-style racing pedigree by dominating D2. 
Obviously, it's not going to be the same here with USA uh, competition, but maybe Noble is my sleeper. So, yeah, I'll go Christian Noble, and if not Noble, Vincent uh, Chietti, who uh, I actually think is going to get fourth. But, you know, Mm -hmm. I guess that's probably a sleeper if I think he's going to get fourth. Does Johnny Gregoric count as a sleeper? See, I don't think so. Like, because you've made it, like, the Johnny Gregorics, the Colby Alexanders, the Sam Preckles, the Josh Thompsons, like, they're not sleepers in my mind. It has to be, like, a new name. Mm. Well, I went with Gregoric. That's what I wrote down. I'll give you a new name, though. You want a new name? Yeah, give me a new name. I'm going to name somebody. Hobbs Kessler. Yeah, I was, I was waiting for that one. Hobbs Kessler. Hobbs Kessler but is I a don't, big sleeper. No one's talking about him. I almost I almost think Gregoric's a, more of a, a sleeper than Kessler. But Gregoric just got second at Portland Track Festival. I don't know. It's hard. You're right. It's hard to find a sleeper in this field. I think we're going to have the same top three here, but just in a different order. I have Tier. Wait. I have tier, oh, no, sorry. Hawker, Tier, and then Nagoose, who we have not mentioned much. Yeah. I have the same, but with Tier winning, Tier, Hawker, Nagoose. Nagoose was basically one result at Portland Track Festival that went from me thinking he's going to get eighth or ninth yeah. to all of a sudden you're making the team. It just took no, that it one went from is he going to be in the race. meet? That's what it went yeah. from. Is he going to be in the meet? And be a factor at all to, all right, this guy's going to finish top three. So we're going to end up with two of the three that we had on the Olympic team last year is what I think. Listen, though, if Tier doesn't run, huge opportunity for folks. For anyone. Yeah. This one, see, like when you look at it and just you're looking at the entries, you're thinking, all right, this is an obvious top three. There's a there's a scenario there where it's just one of the three. There's a chaos scenario definitely here. And it could involve yeah. people getting in there who don't have the standard. Because listen, you could say Tier doesn't run. Good possibility. He just runs a five thousand. Well, I don't think he's gonna do that. I think he's running fifteen. And then there's a good possibility that Nagus we haven't seen him do it through rounds this year. Yeah. We're basing this on one race. So that that could fall apart quickly as well i don't think so because i feel like he's got it going again and his season was not a normal college season so i i feel confident that nagus will get it done but it's a fragile top three right now that i have yeah i agree steeple right, time event. steeple time Ooh, this one's interesting it takes saturday it takes place on saturday favorite gordon feel free to disagree but i got hillary Bohr. Do not disagree. This this podcast has been uh, becoming just like agreeing with each other podcasts. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. Very cordial. But like, I mean, it's been an obvious favorite for the first three. So yeah, Hillary Bohr, he's run 8-12. Five seconds better than Keeter, who ran his time last year. Six seconds yeah. better than Duncan Hamilton. And, you know, I mean, he's the most experienced. Obviously, there's a few other names who've been around, but Hillary Bores, he's he's running well in Diamond Leagues, so no one's going to beat him. He's running 12. Hillary Bores is the favorite. Yeah. Yep. I think. Yeah, he got eighth in in Rome in that very fast steeple. I I don't see anybody getting him in this race. You mentioned Keeter, Furlick, Updike, 
there's the collegians out there with Hamilton and Stokes, but I think four is the pick. Sleeper. Who's your sleeper? Let me let you go first on this one. All right, my sleeper. This is going to be a good story. Gordon, I'm going to take you back to the year 2018. 2018. You remember the NCAA championships that year? Tell me the school that was. It was the last meet in Old Hayward. Well, I need you to focus on the steeple. What happened on the steeple at the NCAA championships in 2018? You remember? Oh, I do. Man was in the lead with 300 to go and hits the barrier after, yeah, hits the barrier and his team's chance of getting 10 points from him goes down the drain. Brian Barraza from Houston. Brian Barraza. I am predicting Brian Barraza redemption meet. He just ran a big PB. He ran 819 at Music City. And I'm thinking four years after the fall, new stadium construction. Watch out for Brian Barraza. That's a good sleeper. Brian Barraza, Tin Man Elite. He's kind of waiting for that one moment post-college to kind of have a breakout performance. He ran this 819, which was a breakout performance in its own right. I do like that. I'm going to go, I mean, is this a fair sleeper? To say and call Evan Jago no, a sleeper? No, 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 no. I knew you were going to do this. No, no. It is a sleeper, though. Lie. No, he's not a sleeper. He's literally not a sleeper. He is not a sleeper. He is not in any way, shape, or form a Who sleeper. Who decides Nobody, what's a sleeper? Come on. If You have to be sleeping on someone for them to be a sleeper. I'm sleeping on him. You are not sleeping on Evan Jager because he is the greatest men's sleeper of all time. Everybody in the back not of their mind is doing the opposite. We're doing the opposite of sleeping. On Evan Jager. We are on high alert. If he runs a prelim and looks good, doesn't even matter how fast the time is, we're all going to say, oh, there he is. There's old Jager again. He does not count as a sleeper. No, I'm not letting you pick Jager. Sleeper. Keep saying sleeper. I have no idea you're the orbiter. Orbiter. Orbiter or orator? Arbiter. Of sleepers. This is bullcrap. No, he's my sleeper. You you vetoed Gregoric. You vetoed Gregoric. I did. I'm allowed to veto Evan Jager. In the chat, Gregoric actually ran well this year. He ran a good time. Evan Jager doesn't even have the standard. He's not a sleeper. He doesn't even have the standard. How can someone who doesn't have the standard not be a sleeper? He does not have the standard Easy. in the 3K steeplechase. They're the greatest at the event of all time. And just last year, yeah, they were in the like, last five days. Pre-pandemic, greatest. like He's not. He's, he's not a sleeper. We're not. We're not sleeping. Are well, right, you not going to leave that one blank? No, All right, I'm, well, I'm, I'm I'll refusing get to, to right. play by your rules. He's a sleeper. I get the win on that one. Then automatically, I win that one. Here's my pick. Then top three. I got Bohr, Keeter, Berlick. Okay, so he's the greatest steepler of all time, and you don't even have him making the team. Greatest American steepler of all time. And you don't have him making the team? Right. It doesn't mean he's going to make it this year, but sleeping is more about attention paid to you. It does not necessarily mean your chances of winning. That is what a sleeper means. How much attention are we paying to this person? We want someone off the radar in that event. Evan Jager is decidedly on the radar. We analyze and debate every single one of his races all year, whether or not they're good or they're bad. 
Someone like Barraza is a sleeper because we have not spoken about Barraza this year. That is a definition of a sleeper. All right. Well, who are your top three? Who are your top three again? Bohr, Cater, Furlick. Okay, we're gonna very different. I'm definitely not picking Keter. Keter's a bad pick, bro. He's not running well this year. Uh, He's running well this year. Bohr one, Duncan Hamilton two. Love the guy running in his half tights and Isaac Updike three. <laughs> So Bohr, Hamilton, Updike is my big three. I have Jager finishing fifth as a sleeper. All right. Maybe we should make a huge wager on Keeter. Maybe that should be the bet. Do you know I'm, I'm going to interview first question to Jager after the prelims. Is like, do you consider yourself like a sleeper in this race? And if he says yes. And he's going to laugh at you. He's going to laugh at you because you know what he's going to say? He's going to paraphrase Kevin Durant. He's going to say, you know who I am? I'm Evan Jager. I'm never a sleeper. No, he's going to He's really, I guess this so. Is like calling, I kind of sleep on myself too. It's like almost like calling Webb a sleeper in, in 2012 when he was running. Like, no, he no was. one paid attention to Alan Webb. All right. LeBron James, sleeper for the NBA Finals yeah. this year. <laughs> he is a sleeper. You know who no one's talking about? Ben Tom Brady. Brady's sleeper. Tampa Bay. Can they That's do it again? All right, 400, Saturday. Let's keep rolling. We got to get back on track here. Favorite, Michael Norman has to be. 43-60 at pre. Put all questions to rest. I'm not just going to be watching for the win here. I want to see time. I want to see how he manages the rounds because I think the aim here, obviously, is gold, and it's Gardner. We've seen what Gardner's done. Gardner has looked pretty good. Gardner has won a bunch of gold medals. So, Norman, though, clear favorite. Yeah, I agree with you. Norman, clear favorite. I think Randall Frost had an opportunity to be the favorite if he would have, you know, thrown down an incredible, like, 43-second at NCAAs, but he ran 44 low and said it was a bad race, which was people made fun of him for it because who calls 44 mm-hmm. low a bad race? Randall Frost does. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Randall Frost... Um, did you see he is transferring to Tennessee to join his dad? I did. I did see that. I did not. I thought he would go pro. Right. I mean, he said he need, what else does he need to prove in college, man? He's won backpack titles. I guess he doesn't have yeah. the outdoor record. Does he have the outdoor record? No. Yeah. He so doesn't. he just wants to get college records. I guess that's what his final thing he just needs go to the, just go to the sec and just mess stuff up in the sec i yeah listen his his choice i you know i people i don't i don't blame people when they go and, and get get paid but also don't play uh blame people if they want to stick around and run more in college um i mean it certainly changed the sec 400 meter landscape i'll say that yeah, it does. <laughs> and it puts well it puts tennessee in a great position for their first year, just to have, all right, our four by four is probably going to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And listen, especially indoors where that low score can win. I'm not talking about winning conference necessarily, but winning NCAAs is like, all right, you put 10 on the board already. You're in a good spot. And we know how Tennessee was pretty solid last year too. So yeah, I I did see that. I thought that was interesting. 
Uh, yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree with you. Norman is the favorite. I think Ross is the, you know, the second favorite. But you know, he's he's one B, and Norman is one A A. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I sleeper? have this one. I went with Champion Allison because it was similar to the women's side of things, where you have a lot of veterans, and then you have the collegians and it, it feels like you don't really have anybody in between as much. I guess someone like Norman would be the in between, but you're, you're picking him to be favorite, but Deadman is also interesting. Uh, he ran well this, he had some good moments uh, this year, but I went with Allison coming off running second to Ross. Ross got all the headlines, but Allison, maybe he can get that. Remember there's going to be four here with cherry in the bye. So maybe Allison can grab grab that spot. Yeah, I would I would want to say champion Allison as well, but I actually I'm more high on him. I don't I don't think he's gonna surprise I don't think it'll be that much of a surprise if he were to finish top three or top four. So I could go with like the the Norwoods or the Deadmans. But you mm-hmm. know, maybe get a little wild here. Maybe Elijah Godwin, maybe this is a chance for yeah. Georgia to kind of have like a a crazy, not crazy, um, like a, a, a impressive USA's where like Godwin and Bowling both make a team. And it's like, whoa, Georgia, you know, they get the two guys on the on Team USA. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, so I can go Godwin, and I think the ultimate. Um, like sleeper, I think people are forgetting about someone like Will London. Will London, he consistent, consistently makes finals. He can find a way to get into a final, and if you're in a final and things go haywire, he could be a sleeper. So, but I'm gonna or normally go with Elijah Godwin. Yeah, Norwood too. Someone like that. Yeah, could, could get in the mix. Or as I mentioned, Deadman. I went my pick. Now Cherry's on. So you don't need to worry about that. But I, I, Norman, Ross, and then Allison. And then I think, you know, Cherry, he doesn't need to finish in the top five, but I think he'll he'll get there. He 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 was above 45 seconds his last two races. His, his sub-45 streak got broken for two races in a row. Maybe part of that is him knowing, hey, I don't need to be ready until it's time. So... But I, I still think he'll he'll acquit himself well. He'll make that final. Yeah, I'm going with Norman Ross Allison as my top three, and I think Cherry finishes fourth if he runs. Okay. Similar picks. All right. Let's go to the next event, which is on Sunday, running event. We'll do the field events at the end and make our picks there. Men's 400 meter hurdles. Favorite. It's got to be Rye Benjamin even though he hasn't raced since May the 13th has scratched a couple times, but he is comfortably ahead of everybody else. He doesn't need to be at his best in order to win. So I'm assuming you agree. Jeez. It's funny. Look at the entry list 46, 17. And then the next person is 48, 10. That's a <laughs> large gap. That is a gulf in between Rye Benjamin and everybody else. It does feel like, the rest of the U.S. has closed that a little bit. 
it just, you know, it feels like there's a, a couple guys with capability of going 47. You know, we had Burrell last year, Sean Burrell run 47 NCAAs. And I thought, all right, that's going to be the guy to bridge the gap. But this year, maybe there'll be guys who are closer to Rye Benjamin, but I still think he's going to win comfortably. Yeah. A lot of obvious favorites here on the men's side, Benjamin being one of them. If you're not picking Benjamin as your favorite, you're not watching track and field. So, yeah, Rye Benjamin, my favorite. Sleepers. I know who your sleeper is going to be, so I'm not gonna. I'm going to let you have your sleeper. But I'm going to go with a sleeper who – I'm going to do a pair of sleepers. Wait, how do you know pair. who my sleeper is? Because I, I just know, know you. Is. I know who your sleeper is. I'm going to do a sleeper? pair of sleepers. I'm not going to tell you. I'll let you say it out loud, and then I'll be like, yep, that's who it was. Um, you have I'm gonna no idea. <laughs> what a move. A pair that's so good. What? <laughs> what? Thank you, Colt. Yeah, Thank so, you, Colt. pair of sleepers. They both went to the same school. One, I believe, graduated this year. One graduated a few years ago. I'm going with Houston alums, Amir Latin and Quivel Jordan. I think they... Quivel Jordan, I thought, was a sleeper to even win NCAAs. He was in the lead and kind of fell apart in the final, like, 15, 20 meters at NCAAs. Mm. He's won 48. I think Amir Latin kind of – we forget that he was, you know, he made the team in 2019, right? Did he make the team in 2019? Mm-hmm. I think he did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Hasn't run that fast this year, but he's run 49. I think he can come in and have a big peep season's best and run 48. So I think the two Houston guys in – Quavel Jordan and Amir Latin, one of them is going to pop and uh, maybe make top three. It's weird that you said you knew who my sleeper was, but then gave your sleepers, and then one of those was actually my sleeper. That's strange for someone who knew who my sleeper was, because I picked Quavel Jordan as my sleeper. Yeah, it's pretty strange, right? (laughs) All right, how about the pick? I went Rye I Benjamin. Gonna, I, I thought your sleeper was going to be Sean Burrell. That's what I thought your sleeper was going to be. Oh, he's, how is he a sleeper? He just – no, he won NCAAs. He ran 47 seconds last year. Burrell's on the team for me. Benjamin, Burrell, and then Khalifa Rosser. Quincy Hall is right there, though. I think Quincy Hall is going to be in the mix. He's run real close to, to Rosser this year. So I could see that flipping. But the one I'm going to go with is Benjamin. Burrell gets redemption for falling on the hurdle at the trials and then Rosser. I'm going with Benjamin Rosser and then Quincy Hall. Always been a big Quincy Hall fan. He has yet to make a team. I think this is the moment going all in on Quincy Hall. He didn't make the team last year, right? He's hurt. Did he make the team last no, year? No, it was uh who was it? Benjamin. And who wasn't on the team it. last year? But yeah, I'm going with Quincy Hall. I think he's due. So, Quincy Hall. What do you think, like, time-wise, what do you think Ryan Benjamin runs? I don't think he runs that fast. I think he runs, like, 47 mid. I think with, you know... Uh, Warholm with his injury, the momentum on the men's 400 meter hurdles is going to kind of be a little stagnation. 
And I think mm-hmm. Dos Santos and Benjamin are going to kind of respond to that by being like, all right, let's just stay healthy. Let's not do anything crazy. Let's, you know, do our baseline of winning races, running 47 mids, and let's save it all for a big bang in Eugene in the middle of July. So I don't think we're going to, I don't think we're going to have anything incredible. I think it's going to be like 47 mid, 47 high. Maybe 47 Last year's, last year's team, Benjamin, Kenny Selman, and David Kinzira. That was a team last year. I think. Um, one thing, but Kinzira, interesting about Kinzira just ran the, fifty point and got fourth. One thing interesting about um, the men's four hundred hurdles is there's not a lot of athletes who are sponsored after Benjamin. Yeah, like I remember making a note like the Olympic trials final, only one guy was sponsored and it was Benjamin. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. Quincy Hall does have an Adidas sponsorship, but then after that, it's really. I think Amir Latin might still be with Adidas. I'm not sure if that's 100 percent where that contract is at, but most of the top guys, Benzira, Aldridge Bailey, Jordan, CJ Allen, Trevor Bassett, they're all either college kids or just running unattached. Or just like representing. Well, Selman retired. Kids. Selman retired. Yeah. He made the team last year. Twenty five years old, and he he retired. Well, yeah, it's probably like no one uh, wants to pay me. Why am I going to keep doing this? What's going on? Well, to, that, that's what I was bringing up to your point. Um, all right. Let's get moving here. Ooh. Men's 800. Uh-oh. The event of all events. I'm just going to – let me just preempt this, Gordon, by saying, no, Donovan Brazier is not considered a sleeper <laughs> in the men's 800. If you pick that, we'll end the show. I think Bryce Hopple's a favorite. He – one in New York, 145.07. And I know the men's 800 has been all over the place this year. But do you want to take a guess how many times Bryce Hopple's lost to an American this year? How many? Zero? Zero. Never lost indoors. Never lost outdoors to an American. So he's my favorite. I do think Bryce Hopple got a little lucky in that NYC Grand Prix race. I think it, that wasn't Hopple having the perfect race. I think that was other people ahead of him having bad strategies. And then Hopple just like got lucky and was able to survive and barely win that race. So, hey, take what you get, man. Yeah, you uh, take what you get. Yeah, do, a win I, is a win. I think there's clear co favorites here. I think Murphy and Hopple are kind of equal, in my opinion. I think I understand why someone would say Hopple, but I think. Is just as equal of a good reason to pick Murphy from just knowing what he's going to deliver at USA's. So I'll go with Murphy as my favorite with Hopple being my second choice. Um, but I really do think they're co-favorites. I think this is a co-favorite situation, Murphy and Hopple being one and two. Now, when it comes to sleepers, this might be the most interesting event for sleepers in the entire meet. I'm very I'm fascinated by the men's 800 when it comes to sleepers because if you just look at the yearly descending order list, you wouldn't consider I got two here. You wouldn't consider these two guys sleepers. But heading into the year and even right now I think you would. Because if Eric Sawinski wasn't rabbiting all these races, I think he'd be even more under the radar. But Gordon, he has the fourth fastest time in the US this year. 
He could make the team. It would be an amazing story if Eric Sawinski made the team. Total Cinderella story. Meanwhile, the person one spot above him on the U.S. list, Derek Holdsworth, so he's third in the U.S. this year, just ran a big PB, Portland Track Festival, ran 145. At the beginning of the year, I don't think anybody thought those two guys would have a shot at making the team. I still don't think most people think those guys have a shot at making the team. They would put Hopple ahead of them. They would put Clayton Murphy ahead of them. They would put you know Isaiah Jewett, Isaiah Harris, Brandon Miller. But Sawinski and Holdsworth have a legit shot at, at making the team. So you have co-sleepers? I went with two on this one. I hope you'll allow that. But I thought it was worthy. As that, okay. I know you prefaced this 800 as you can't pick this person as a sleeper, but I'm going to. I'm sorry, but Donovan oh, Brazier no. is a No, mute, we mute have no idea what mute we're getting mic. from him. Cole, no, we Cole, don't. Are you? No, we're not. Donovan Brazier is not a sleeper. No, we're not. He's not a sleeper, Gordon. Yes, That's he not is. Not the definition of a sleeper. No. People forgot that Brazier exists. No, they no Therefore. literally no one has every week on the show in the chat. It's what's Brazier up to? That is objectively false. Okay, we're getting wait, hold on. All right, we're getting um, the official Google definition of what a sleeper in sports is. So let's bring this. I feel up. like a sleeper pick is a player, team, or competitor that is not expected to do great by the general public, but you feel is going to have an above average or great game. I think the general public is not expecting someone who's coming off a 148 from two months ago to have a great race. Therefore, I think Donovan Brazier is a sleeper. They are not expecting world championship caliber Donovan Brazier in this race. They're not expecting the guy to go out 48 seconds and run 143. They're not expecting that. They're, they, they don't know what they're going to get from Brazier. They don't even know if he's going to run the final. He's my sleeper. I know you don't like this, but like, you know, you want me to say Brandon Miller's my sleeper or Isaiah Harris or Isaiah Jewett? Like, cool. But like, in reality, the big question that we have here is what is the sleeper Donovan Brazier going to do? Is he going to wake up or is he going to stay asleep? We don't know. I want to know if he's going to wake up or stay asleep. That's the story of this race. Will the sleeper, Donovan Brazier, be awake or snoozing? I think he might be awake. We'll find out. It'll be fun. So he's my sleeper. He has the buy, but he's my sleeper. You can't uh, I control just, me. I will just, I will just my paraphrase. My sleep takes my sleeps. I'm just, I'm just. Uh, Can the sleeper have Umo. the buy? Is that, is that a rule? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's the reigning world. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Colt. He's literally the reigning world champion. Uh, Kumo in the chat says Donovan isn't a sleeper. He's the damn alarm clock. So let's keep it moving. I can't say it. I like better that. Than that. He's the damn alarm clock. Sure. He's the alarm clock. My pick. My it's pick. Not including Brazier because he has the buy. Hopple, Murphy. And then in a year where there's been so much unpredictability in the event, not always in a good way, I went with Harris because he's really steady. That's- that's a good point. And he got third. He got third at the Portland Track Festival. Remember, he got injured 
in the 4x4 at World Indoors, slow coming back. I think this sort of setup will play more to the people who are just, can you can you just get a solid 145 in there? Can you move through the rounds? Going back to his NCAA years, he was always in the mix, always there. So I go Hopple, Murphy, Harris. I'm going Murphy, Hopple. And then third, I'm going with Brandon Miller. I think he ran pretty well at NCAAs, like well enough in my opinion. Um, he has won the fastest times. Again, 145 is what it's taking to be top tier in men's 800 in the U.S. right now. Um, there's a clear drop-off after Murphy and Hopple to Miller. But, you know, going with Miller or Sawinski or Harris or, you know, Isaiah Jewett, whatever. But I'm going with Brandon Miller for my third position. Men's 5,000. I got two sleepers on this one. Grant Fisher and Woody Kincaid. I mean, is anybody talking about these guys? We just have Woody Kincaid dropped out of the 10K. We have no idea. And what's Fisher done in the last 12 minutes? I mean, yeah, he broke a bunch of records a couple months ago, but that was a couple months ago. All the attention you're, is on You're mocking on my Joe sleeper Clucker. picks. Stop mocking Who's my sleeper right? picks. Yes. You're mocking yeah. me. Yes, 100%. Not as much as the chat is. Um, There's right. people in the chat who agree with me. I'm not looking at the chat. Anthony says, I love, I love I Gordon's nonsensical rants. So the people who love it, love it because it makes no sense. Most people are just pointing out that he's the reigning world champion. Uh, Fisher, favorite. I think you know, if, if Klecker was in this, you could have had an interesting debate because he beat him in the 10K. But I think people would still say, all right, the body of work with Fisher outweighs that. I mean, the big question here is Chalimo made the last four teams, the U.S. Where, where, where does he fit in? Has not had a fast race at all this year. Um, but we can get to that with the picks. I have, I have Fisher as the favorite. Yep, Fisher's my favorite too. Um, don't really have anyone close to him. It would have been Klecker based off the 10K, but, you know, it's crazy that you would, like, a year ago or even, like, six months ago, it would have been, like, co-favorites between Fisher and Chalimo, right? Like, we would have been on, like, Chalimo's still the guy. Fisher's just the new guy coming together. They're going to go one-two, similar to, like, a Hopple-Murphy thing, but... Shalimo's season has not been favorite worthy. So Fisher has a complete control over that, you know, position of being the, the true number one going into this race. All right. I hate to say the word, but I will say it. Who is your sleeper? Who's my sleeper? Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go crazy and say, like, Paul Chalimo's my sleeper to piss you off. I'm not going to do that, even though, you know, you can make I mean, nobody's argument. talking about that guy. <laughs> um, so there's, like, the – this. I think – okay, this is going to sound – there's, like, the sexy sleeper and then, like, the non-sexy sleeper. The sexy sleeper is someone like Abdi Hamid Nur because, obviously, he had a great indoor season. He – Something happened to him in that NCAA 5K that we're now kind of like off the NUR train. If NUR would have won that 5K, we would have been like, not 5K, the 10K. NUR would have won that 10K. Right, right. We would have been like all in on like, whoa, NUR's come. You know, he's in the best shape of his life. Um, and he just has like that that vibe. He has like that 
um, Mo Farah type style of running where he feels like he always has a new gear and always covers every move that people attack him at. Um, but then the non-sexy sleeper pick, which I've never picked this runner to like uh, as a sleeper. I've never picked him actually to like be top three at the USA's. I think the ultimate sleeper is someone like Connor Mance. No one is oh, thinking man. about Connor Mance. Uh, He's very consistent. That was my pick. And See, now, how do you pick? get you... some sleepers right? How do you understand the definition of sleeper on some events and then not others? This is so frustrating. But yeah, Connor Mance, I think this no pod one is... is not going to survive the weekend. We have, we're doing four in a row. This is not going to survive the weekend. <laughs> and I think the reason why is like no one looks at Connor Mance as a great kicker, but he actually is. It's just like he doesn't portray speed as well as, say, like a, a Chalimo portrays it or Tier or Nur or Hawker. But Mance yeah, is fast. He just doesn't look fast, but he is fast. And I think he could surprise people and find a way to get third. Yeah, I had him. I'm not going to rehash that. I, I I think I picked him a sleeper for the 10K too, so I just, I just ran that back. But you have a lot of uncertainty here because Tier being in there, does he do it? Hawker, does he do it? I just I think it's an ultimate backup plan for Hawker. I wouldn't expect him to do it, but... If he did, I don't. It wouldn't be crazy for him to to get in the mix. And then, of course, you have the heavy Bowerman presence. McGordy made it in the ten. Anytime someone makes it in the ten, you got to consider them um, someone to watch in the five. Um, on a lighter note, though, Cole, can you pull up the status of entries for the five thousand one more time, and then uh, zoom in real tight just on the people's names and not the affiliation. Is it, is it a way to zoom that tight? Cause I, I'll tell you, I got really confused when I saw this person's name um, on the start list before I went over Yeah. Keep going down, keep going down. And then I want you to stop, keep going right there. Oh, uh, the one above Evan Jager. You know who that person is? Nicholas Young. Yeah. Nico Young. Yeah, for a minute I thought Swaggy P. I thought we were going to have a Nick Young experience at Hayward Field. I've never seen it written out as Nicholas Young. I hadn't. I did not know that was his full name. So, that was fun. You thought his real name was Nico? I don't know. I I guess I never really thought much. Parents were like, we're naming our child Nico? Why not? Go for it. I know his, his Lex Alexio or something, I believe. Probably. Yeah, so they, they named them that way. No, I just had never seen it written out as Nicholas. And then I obviously thought, oops, and Nick Young. Okay, my pick. Fisher, Kincaid, Emmanuel Bohr. Emmanuel Bohr barely missed out on the 10,000 team. Turned over his shoulder, lost momentum, fell. McGordy passes him. He's better in the 5,000, Gordon. Bohr is getting back on the team. Kincaid is getting on the team after that side stitch that ruined his 10,000 chances. So Fisher, Kincaid, Emmanuel Bohr. If Cooper Tier's running, does Cooper Tier finish in that top three? <sighs> yes. Yeah. Is he fresh? No. Fresh Cooper Tier? No, he's come off the top. Oh, no. I'll, the meet's too short. I don't think he'd be able to pull off the double. 
Okay. Those three guys are – that's a legit top three. Yeah. I mean, Emmanuel Borough was almost on the 10K team. Uh, I'm going that's with what Fisher. I'm saying. And he's... Yeah. Fisher one, two, Cooper Tier if he runs. Three, Joe Klecker if he rescinds his scratch, but he's not. Hey, come on. But What's Joe Klecker would have got What's third. Fourth, Paul Chalimo. And then fifth, Emmanuel Borough. So really – it goes Fisher, Chalimo. Fisher, Tier, Chalimo, Bohr. Tier being the kind of will you, will you not. So I'm going four deep just to account for if Tier doesn't run. So Fisher, Tier, Chalimo, Bohr is my big four. So I like that you're picking Chalimo. It's a homer pick, but I like it. But there's going to be at least one. Man, this person barely ran this year. Or they had no signs that they're going to make a team. And then we're going to be like, yeah, but they had made a bunch of teams in the past. Why did we pick against them? There's going to be at least one of those. Probably one on the men and one on the women's side of things uh, throughout this throughout this weekend. So I, I, I like it from that perspective. You're, you're putting a marker down on that event. Thank you. Doesn't make up for the ridiculousness of earlier in the pod. <laughs> uh, okay. Two more Texas events Sprints. and then the field. Two more, two more, yeah, two more running events and then the field events. Men's two hundred on Sunday. Ooh. There's some debate about who should be considered the favorite. Ultimately, both guys that you could consider are going to make the team, I believe. But I put Knighton as the favorite. Who did you have? Noah Lyles is the favorite. We are putting too much um, notoriety on one race in LSU in April for Knighton. You take away that one race, and no one is talking about Knighton the way we are talking about him. As like the favorite as a teenager and all this greatness. You know, Again, Knighton's great. He's going to make the team. He's going to continue to run well, and he's going to probably go on to break more records. But like, we need to kind of hold our horse on just putting everything on one race. He's the only run one 200, man. Like, I feel like that has to mean something like going out there and doing it multiple times gotta have value and so i think noah lyles has presented that value of going out there multiple times and running well multiple times defending world champion i think noah lyles is the favorite he's the vet i think knighton is coming for him i think knighton is very close on him i think knighton probably could beat him but yeah noah lyles is the favorite i put just to fast forward ahead here i Pick, I said Knighton would be considered the favorite, but I picked Lyles to win, if that makes sense. Okay. Yes. Totally. I don't know if it's it like my sleeper. That's my sleeper idea. No, the no, it's not win. as. It's pretty, that's no. pretty egregious, Kevin. I don't know. That's pretty bad. Well, we've done this before in the women's high hurdles yesterday. I picked the favorite. I said Johnson was a favorite, but I didn't even have her making the, the team. I just think. Knighton, when you combined what he did on the back half of 2021, the 1949, and the fact that he's still so young, I think he's the number one ranked guy. And because of that, I would have him as the favorite. But also, I think Lyles is going to find a way to figure, figure out how to get it done. But, you know, one's an opinion. And I'm trying to be more objective in the favorite. Like, I'm playing odds maker in the favorite. Uh, but... I, again, I can see the argument the other way. What hurt Knighton was he didn't race in a while. 
well, hasn't raced 200 since LSU. That's, that's really what hurt him. But if he did go out there in one of these races, if he ran a random 19, even like a 19-7 in Florida, would you feel better about him? Yeah. Just give me one 19-7 or 19-8, and I would feel better about him. You there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, okay. Sleeper. You're going to like this sleeper. I'll let you go first. You ready for it? All right. My sleeper is Lyles. Josephus Lyles. Okay. All right. 20.03 in Nashville. He also ran 10.10. He's ranked 11th in the U.S., but if you take out the people who I don't think are going to run, he moves up to 7th, Gordon. How many guys are going to make the team? It's going to be Noah plus three. He's in the mix. He is in the mix because then when you take out, obviously Curly, I think he's going to make the team. Obviously, I think Knighton, Ben Narek. Bowling, I don't think we could consider a sleeper. But he's in that group with Isaiah Young, Kyrie King, Brandon Carnes, Eli Hall. He's, he's in the mix. I think Josephus Lyles is going to make the final, and that's going to be an incredible story. One thing I will say about this race semis and finals are on the same day because the meat is truncated which is not how they do it at the olympics and world championships so i think that could play a role especially for someone like noah lyles if he doesn't need to run the final i don't know i i i can see that factoring in weather gets bad something like that but that's irrelevant to the sleeper pick i have josephus lyles it's good, uh, sleeper. Um, I mean, I I would have had my sleeper been someone like Micaiah Harris. He had a really bad NCAA weekend. Bowling, I think, is too good to be a sleeper. I could say Coleman, but you're all get very upset. But I think no one is thinking about Coleman in the 200. I just don't think he's going to run. Yeah, I just don't he's probably going to run. I'll, I'll, I'll let you pick him because he's not the literal reigning world champion in the 200. So I'll yeah. let you pick him. I'm not going to. I'm not going to pick him. I'm going with Javante Harding, North Carolina A and T. He got disqualified at NCAA's. Ran sub twenty, but it was a lane infringement. So was it actually sub twenty? We don't know. We'll never know. But he did win indoors in the two hundred at NCAA's. He was coming into good form, and I think there's going to be a lot of uh, energy and momentum that he's going to want to let loose at USA's because he wasn't able to do it at NCAA's. I think Javante Harding could surprise and maybe grab that fourth place finish, which will ultimately get him on the team because Noah Lyles has the bye. Yeah. Pick. Lyles, Noah, Knighton, Curly, Kenny Bednarik. I feel solid about that. Kenny B. I'm not, I don't feel solid on Kenny B. Man, I, I'm not. Too I know good. he's he was so good last year too, but like I don't know. I'm not feeling it. Too I'm not low. Feeling the Kenny B. I am too low twenties. I mean, it, they weren't flashy, but he got the win over in uh, in the Diamond League. Hasn't had that big big performance yet, but I think we know how these two hundreds and championship meets go. We know how they go. It's at the end. Like I said, there's going to be a semi and a final on the same day. 
there's going to be scratches. He's going to find his way into that top four. I'm going with Lyles, one, Knighton, two, Hurley, three, and Matthew Bowling, four. Going with Bowling for that fourth position. It gets the team. Yeah, I'm rolling. Bowling, with, I'm rolling with Be- we- I'm rolling with Bednarik over Bowling. You ready for this? Let's do a. We're gonna do a bet right now, and you just gotta take it or leave it. I will bet you fifty dollars that Matthew Bowling will make Team USA this year. No, I, in the long jump, I think he's got a good shot. No, I'm leaving. I'm not making that bet with you. You're trying to trick me into the 200. I don't think he's going to make the 200 no, team, but I think yeah, he's going to shot the long yeah, jump. Yeah, dang That's... it. Yeah, only, only two guys have the standard in the long jump, so he could like get fifth in the long jump and make the team. Yeah, you're trying so, to rook Dang it, here. I thought you didn't right, know that, not, but you did your research. Not going to work. Dang it. Yeah, yeah. I, he's not going to make it. In the, if you want to make you want to make the bet in the two, I'll make the bet in the two. No, no, no. The ben idea Eric. was you thought I was making over a, bowling. You thought I was making a bet in the two, but really it was about the long jump, and you got me. I tried to... Do a little tricky roof, but it didn't work. Okay. Last event on the running side of things. Men's 110-meter high hurdles. Be a good debate one. here about who's the favorite. Yeah, who do you have as a favorite here? I think that the 200 is up for debate, and I think the high hurdles is up for debate. I think Grant Holloway's the favorite in this situation. Devin Allen had an opportunity to become the favorite, uh, but he didn't do enough in his mini European stint. Um, Holloway's the favorite. Run. He's the defending world champion. He's run. He's the only other guy who's also run twelve eight. You know, in the world with Allen. So Holloway favorite, and he's he has a reason to win. He he he's not liking the the Devin Allen talk. I mean, I don't know if he's not actually liking it, but I think he's gonna enjoy trying to find a way to be like, hey guys, don't forget about Mister Grant Holloway. There's a reason. We, NYC Grand Prix wins are cute and all, but winning USA's is even cuter. So I'm going uh, Can I do Grand another Holloway. one? It's my favorite. Can I do another one of those where I have a favorite different from who I pick? Or is that against the rules? Have we decided? You can do whatever you want. There's no rules. I no think, rules in this podcast. I think I, I'll say Holloway's a favorite. It's just hard for me to erase the memory of New York out of my head because that was not that long ago and the margin was big. And yeah, he goes to Europe and he doesn't run fast, but Maybe if Holloway's in those races, he does enough to beat Holloway in them too because the conditions obviously weren't as quick as, as New York. But, yeah, I'll say Holloway still the favorite. I don't want to th- – not going to throw everything out because of one race. Um, sleeper. I went with Jamal Britt. Jamal Britt, 13-22 in New York City. Uh, he won that race in Poland over Shakir when Shakir thought he had won for about two minutes and had the flowers as he was running around and celebrating. A great moment in the track and field season. You could, I don't know if Daniel Roberts, I don't really know if he counts as a, a sleeper, made teams before. Brits right around that range. And there's obviously the Holloway, Allen, Cunningham group that's going to attract the most attention. Um, my sleeper, Aaron Mallett. Yeah. Because well, why not? I don't think he's going to finish top four because that's what it will take to make the team, but. Aaron Mallett is my sleeper. I mean, you could go like a Freddie Crittenden or Michael Dixon or Malik Kendall, but go with Mallett. Aaron Mallett. And the pick. 
here's the pick. I feel good about this pick too, by the way. Yeah, pick four. You gotta pick top four. I know. Grand Halloween. Well, I feel good about my I feel good about my fourth pick. You know who my fourth pick is? You know who my three are. Yeah. Eric Eric Edwards Jr. Yeah. Of course. So what's your order? Gosh, this is tough. Start from the bottom. Start fourth place first. Ed Edwards. We're assuming Holloway runs in this scenario? Yes. We're assuming because you have to pick four. Okay. Yeah. All right. My top four from four to one. Edwards Jr., Cunningham. Same. same. Allen. Not Holloway. Same. So you're going with Holloway for the win. I'm, I think Allen wins. Fair. It's real close. It is very close. Would you say this is closer and harder to pick than Lyles versus Knighton? Yes, 100%. I think it's hard to pick. I think it's easier to go with Lyles over Knighton because of veteranness and just been through the game. Mm-hmm. Allen's been through the game, man. He's made two Olympics. Like, he's more, you could even argue he's more experienced than Grant Holloway, in a, in a, in a, like, internationally, in a way. I mean, I think Holloway yeah. is still yeah. the guy, but. Allen is yeah. Allen is what we thought Daniel Roberts would be, basically. Would be like someone to challenge Holloway night in and night out, and that's what Allen has become. I think Allen gets the win here. I don't necessarily, though, think Allen gets the win at Worlds. I could see Allen winning this race and then Grant Holloway winning at Worlds. Getting it together and winning at Worlds. Yeah, it's going to be awesome between those two plus Cunningham in the mix. You know, don't forget him. Any other year we'd be saying Cunningham, Cunningham, Cunningham. but. Um... I did a this week's edition of This Week in Track. I talked about Allen and running in Europe. Basically, one of the things I was talking about was that I wish there wasn't a buy for this event just for the purposes of USA. Like, it's cool that the US gets four, but I want this to be the ultimate. There's no margin for error in it. Yeah. And nobody can say, oh, I didn't do this because of that. I wanted the, the stakes to be clear. But we'll get that at, at World Championships. And I think... Holloway losing in New York City was motivation enough for him to go and want to run this race. And I would be very surprised if he doesn't run. Just like I'd be very surprised all the way through. I'd be very surprised if Coleman doesn't run all the way through. I'd be less surprised on Lyles just because the two two twos in, in one day. Same situation. Um Obviously, with Brazier, we have we have no idea. He he he's the one who there's the most question marks around in terms of the reigning champions on the, yeah, he's the a side. Yeah, no, definitely not. He is he's the damn alarm clock. Okay, uh, field events. Let's make some picks here on the winners. You want to start in the jumps or the throws? You want to start with long Let's jump? Let's just start the the shortest distance to the longest distance. So we'll start with high jump, and then work our way up. Whatever mark is continue. shortest goes first. So I'll go All right, high jump. High jump. I'm going with yeah. Darius Carbon. Interesting. I got Javon Harrison. Harrison. One in Rome. Full vault. But he only hold on. I'm still doing okay. my high jump analysis here. Okay. Uh, only jump 227, but there's a lot of a lot of guys 230 to 233. So if if Harrison gets to where he's been in the past, he can win. But What's the standard situation in the high jump? Not many people have it. Um, Not many just people Harrison have it. Has it. Only Harrison has it. Wow. 
Jeez. Okay. So things could get interesting there. Or things could not get interesting because it could just be the Javon Harrison show. All right. Well, you got pole vault next? Yes. Pole vault's the next longest distance. Chris Nelson. Nielsen, yeah. excuse me. Chris Nielsen, heavy favorite. Sam Kendrick has not Chris... looked himself like he's, at all. He's got a buy though. He has a buy, but he's still even if he didn't have the buy, I wouldn't get Kendrick's in the top three. But yeah, Nielsen is the favorite in my opinion and will win. Yeah. He's he's vaulted really well this year. He's got the best three vaults, winning vaults of the year for the US. Lightfoot, though, in the mix. I think Lightfoot makes it, and then maybe some openings for that that final spot there to join Kendricks, Nilsson, and Lightfoot. Uh, okay, what's next? You're going by distance here? Long jump. Man. Do you run it back with Harrison here? No. He doesn't have the, he doesn't have the standard, though, right? Just no. It's just Dendy and bowling. Yeah, you go with Dendy. It's Dendy. Let's see. I'm That's looking at the, the U.S. list this That's year. going to win. Dendy's going to win. When you have – I'm putting Windy and Wind-Aided here. Dendy, 841, Wind-Aided. Lawson, 822, Wind-Aided. Uh, Williams, 818, Wind-Aided. Then Hicklin from A&T, legal, 818. Yeah, it's – Dendy might be the pick here. I mean, I – would it surprise you if Harrison busts a crazy one, though? Yes. I don't think Harrison is having that great of a season. He's only I jumped Harrison, once. I don't think outdoors. Harrison wins either high jump or long jump. I think he doesn't win mm. a title, U.S. title. But he makes teams because he top, has the standard. Top seed there at 847. All right, and you, and you think bowling gets in because he has a standard? Yeah. Triple jump. All right. Triple jump. I'm going with Chris. Bernard for the win. I got Donald Scott. He only lost once this year. That was at World Indoors when he got the bronze. Other people have jumped farther this year, but he's picked up a bunch of wins. Obviously, you wouldn't count out um, Will Clay, Chris Carter in the mix too, but I went with McDonald Scott. See, shot put, shot put. I'm going with Ryan Krauser over Joe okay. Kovacs. I love this, but I'm really excited to watch them go at it. Um, but yeah, Krauser. I'm always just going to pick Krauser. The guy throws the shot freaking farther than I throw a baseball. So got to go with Krauser. Is Krauser a sleeper? No. He's not. Um, you throw over 23 meters, you're not asleep. Yeah. Krauser gets this done. It is funny to think that Kovacs is the one with the, uh, the buy, right? With the buy. Yep. Because Kovacs shows up on world championship years, and Krauser shows up on Olympic years. It's just how it works. Mm-hmm. It's just science. <laughs> well, he's going to start showing up every year now. I think that's, that's the reality. All right. So Krauser, Krauser on that one. What's next? Discus throw. Discus. Discus. Sam Mattis. Yes, that's who I'm going with as well. Sam Mattis over Andrew Evans. Sam Mattis for the win. Don't know much about the discus, being honest, but I'm going with Sam Mattis for the win. 
Sixth in Rabat, sixth in Rome for Mattis. 68 meters this year. He's out there competing on the Diamond League. I think he's got it. What about what's next? Hammer throw. Hammer throw. Hammer. I'm going with Rudy Ooh. Winkler over Daniel Howe. Okay. Interesting subplot in the Winkler Howe rivalry, or could you call it a rivalry? Winkler 15 and two. Gordon, no, stick with me on this stat. 15 and two. Un- and then, and then actually he was 15 and one. And then Howe just beat him at Music City. So Howe's riding a one meet winning streak against Winkler. Wink- it's not Winkler was my decision, his lunch though. there. Fifteen yeah, is a bigger number we- than two, according to my math. Yep. Gordon is going with mean reversion, folks, in the hammer throw. Yes. Can't argue with it. I'm going Winkler as well, too. Javelin got some standard controversy there, too. Or not controversy, but Shuey's the only one with the standard. And he's only thrown once this year, and he got seventh place in a meet. So I don't know. I don't know what's going he's on. He's just going to show up and go to <laughs> – he's, he's probably going to not even – he's going to finish like 12th, and he's going to get picked. I think Curtis Thompson's the best javelin thrower in the U.S., Ethan Dabbs is there, but Curtis Thompson is my favorite. Um, and it's kind of funny because Shuey's not throwing well. And he's going to go on to Team USA because he threw a javelin in July of 2021, 85 meters. Yeah, sometimes I get – it's interesting. The I forget the, you know, the carryover of like 2021 into 2022. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, they shouldn't, they shouldn't do that. But then you're – you think of situations where people get hurt and you're like, oh, okay, well, we don't want all these additional barriers to them getting on the team, but because the alternative would be nobody would have the standard uh, on the men's javelin. So you got Shuey there. Decathlon's already happened. 10,000's already happened. Do you have the breakdown of the decathlon team like you did with the heptathlon yesterday? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. Uh, you're you're, you're, you're caught, catching me off guard, man. I, doing and this I did thing? that on purpose. Just to see if you're ready, how ready you are. Um, you got to get in the meet. Oh, yeah, shape, the decathlon man. team is Garrett Scantlin, Kyle Garland, and Zach Zemek. They all have the standard, and they did it in Fayetteville at the decathlon championships back in May. So, yeah, Scantlin, Garland, and Zemek. You did great. You got the info that we needed. That was terrific. All right. Like and subscribe. Is that, is that it? That's it. That's the that's the podcast. We're gonna have a better that's podcast on Thursday. Talk about all of our sleepers and our favorites. So yeah, next podcast live Thursday night, right after the uh, final pro race on Thursday, and then we'll have some interviews and maybe we'll make some side content while we're in Eugene. Maybe uh, give you a mm-hmm. tour of Hayward Field. Have a fun, little fun time. Think of some ideas. Okay, here's. Here's the exciting part. Here's the exciting, the exciting part. part? Um, day one, meet starts at 4 p.m. local time. First event, first round, men's 800. If Donovan Brazier is in that first heat, that means by 4.02 Pacific time on Thursday, you will, will be able to have asked him if he considers himself a sleeper. In the very first... You will, you will know if this was a success or a failure after the first event. Very few people can do that. Do you think there'll be athletes out there who would get, like, offended if, like, I just, like, assume they're sleepers? Like, I went to, like, 
I go like to Fred Curley, be like, yo, a lot of people, you know, consider yourself a sleeper for this event. What's your thoughts? I think you should I do think that. Fred would be like, ev- yeah. How does that everyone call everyone a sleeper? Ask everyone, do you consider yourself a sleeper? Just don't don't move off that question all weekend. I think you should do that. First or question. just preface sleeper? every yeah, question yeah. with many press preface every question with many in the media are saying, and then just follow it up with whatever you want to. See what happens. I think you should go with that. Uh, many okay. Many, many, many of the media are calling you a sleeper, Donovan. Actually, you know what I'll do? I'll stand right next to you, and I'll say, uh, hey, Donovan, Gordon Mack of Flowtrack uh, this week called you a sleeper. How did that impact your preparation for this race? And then you're just standing right there. We can do it. Hey, I don't think Donovan uh, will be I'm gonna f- upset for me calling him a sleeper. Because I think he probably thinks I'm he's gonna... a sleeper. He's like, no one's prepared for what I'm about to do. Since it's the uh, first event, and we'll have time. I'm going to film you asking the question of Donovan so we can have it covered from all angles. Yeah. We can Make see a your face. around it. A sleeper vlog. Thanks, Colt, for producing and going extra. Thanks, everybody, in the chat. Appreciate the liveliness in the chat today. Yeah. See you guys Next Thursday night. Talk to you. Yeah, Thursday night from Eugene. Uh, stay tuned to the Flow Track YouTube page or more what's that one's starting what 10 10 p.m central right 10 p.m central on thursday yeah. is when we will kick that one off it'll probably start with gordon because i'll be still at the track getting interviews i'll talk to you guys then